Johnny comes home and says, my dad, or even my mom, talking to his biological mother about his stepmother, and that I understand it, it rubs you the wrong way as a parent, because you want to believe that you're special, but it's not really up to your four-year-old to make you feel special. Right. That and well, and even does he understand it? I mean, it's mm-hmm. in your head that it's an important issue. So I guess the question would be: I understand it's important to you to be called dad, but what's important to the four-year-old? Right. And to me, the importance of the four-year-old is that he can move back and forth between these two homes that he's going to have to be doing for the next 14 years. Right. Quite frankly. Let's make it easy on him. <laughs> right. Are you frustrated with your co-parent? Do you sometimes find yourself hoping that you and your co-parent will one day get along better than you even did in your marriage? Or more secretly, wish your co-parent would meet with an untimely or maybe painful demise? (laughs) It's okay, we understand. But I'm afraid that neither of those fantasies are helping you move on with your life. We think this podcast will help you learn how to put those fantasies in the past. In each episode, we address difficult dilemmas that many co-parents face and will help you decide should you hold on to the conflict for the sake of the kids or let it go for the same reason. These issues are often complicated, but the solutions can be easier than you think. So get ready for this unconventional ride. You might be surprised it could change your life. podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, as a professional therapist, I never thought I would do therapy with my clients online until COVID. And then we were all forced to do something online. And now I realize that it's actually pretty good for my clients and and I'm enjoying it as well. Because I feel without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. And the good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with the stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. So join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Co-Parent Dilemmas. Listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash dilemma. That's betterhelp.com slash dilemma, spelled D-I-L-E-M-M-A. Welcome to Co-Parent Dilemmas, where we give you practical solutions to those impossible co-parents. I'm Diane Dirks. I am Rick Voiles. Yes, you are. <laughs> Hello, Diane. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. How are you, Rick? I'm doing good today. Yes. Well, good. You said that like maybe 
Yesterday you well, weren't not, doing good. Not every day is good. <laughs> <laughs> I know for a fact that you had some really difficult cases lately. Yes. So I, I feel yeah. for you. <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> yes. We're going to talk about one of those difficulties today. We received an email from Craig and he lives in Vancouver. So we have a Canadian. Ooh. Let me go ahead and read this. My ex remarried about six months ago, and my four-year-old son has started to refer to his stepfather as his dad when he talks about him. I have to correct him and say, you mean your stepdad? But then he looks confused. I brought it up to his mom recently, and she denies that she is encouraging this. I don't think it is right that he is being taught to call him dad. That's a name reserved for me. I'm not married at this point, but if I was, I would never tell him to call my wife mom. Should I keep correcting him or will this thing just pass after a while? Thank you. Hmm. Yep. Have we heard this before? Oh, yes. Yes. And I think there are multiple things to say about this. And if I'm not mistaken, I think we've touched on this in a previous episode before, but we didn't really unpack it fully. So this will be an opportunity for us to do that. What do you, what's your first thoughts, Rick, about this? Well, my first thought is the creation of pressure on this child, especially a four-year-old, I mean, of confusion, Mm -hmm. because who gets called a particular name between the two families creates a loyalty bind for this child. So I got to one house, I'm supposed to say one thing, I get to the other house, I can't say it there. And now he's got to watch everything he says. That's a lot of pressure, especially on a four-year-old. And he doesn't mention whether mom's new husband has children from a previous relationship who may be in the house as well, which is even even harder, especially for a four-year-old. So if I go to dad's house and I'm the only one there, of course, he's my dad. I go to mom's house and I have two older siblings. They're calling this guy, dad, for me to call him Bill. (laughs) might feel a little bit weird. Yes. And he's four. So he's just going to fall into place, right? So we want to take that into consideration that it might be a matter of ease. And then when he goes back to his dad's house and refers to Bill, he may say dad just because that's his habit. Exactly. That's that's going to be his habit. So number one, let's give the four-year-old the benefit of the doubt here. Yeah. (laughs) That he's not necessarily being coerced. He's not necessarily being taught or encouraged. He's being four. (laughs) He's being four. Little Johnny is being four. (laughs) Poor, poor Johnny. Johnny shows up in every episode. Did you notice that? That's true, isn't it? Oh my God. Johnny. (laughs) I don't know why that is. uh, (laughs) It works. (laughs) So I don't know, Craig, it might be Craig Jr. That's four. But no, no, we, it's Johnny. Yeah, you're right. We we do refer to children, boy children as Johnny a lot. <laughs> so, so Johnny comes home and says, my dad, or even my mom talking to his biological mother about his stepmother. And that I understand it. It rubs you the wrong way as a parent, because right. you want to believe that you're special. But it's not really up to your four-year-old to make you feel special. Right. That, And I think that's a big point. I mean, what does it mean to you that you have to have this title and then force this child to 
to under, well, and even does he understand it? I mean, it's mm-hmm. in your head that, yeah. that it's an important issue. So I guess the question would be, I understand it's important to you to be called dad, but what's important to the four-year-old? Right. And to me, the importance of the four-year-old is that he can move back and forth between these two homes that he's going to have to be doing for the next 14 years. Right. Quite frankly. Let's make it easy on him. <laughs> right. And not have him feeling like he's saying something wrong if he accidentally refers to his stepdad as dad. So the first piece of this is, first of all, I don't think that Craig should correct him. No. He asks us at the end, should I keep correcting him or will this thing pass after a while? And my answer is neither. Correcting him only makes him feel bad. Or confused. Confused. At least, right. Not saying anything at all may eventually, maybe not at four years old, but give him a couple of years. And eventually he's going to become more in tune with his father's feelings and maybe see the look on his face when he refers to stepdad as dad. And then he's going to start feeling guilty and like, oh, am I hurting my dad's feelings? Because kids in that six to 10 year old age can be very protective of their parents' feelings. Yeah. So if I were Craig, I would say, instead of saying anything, maybe, or say, Oh, so do you call Bill dad? And Johnny might say, yeah. And he'd say, okay, just so you know, it's great that you have two dads and you can call him whatever you want to call him. You know, that's usually not the the conversation usually starts out with Johnny looking at dad in a funny way when he catches his mistake. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) Which is the perfect time for Craig to say, Hey buddy, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if it's comfortable over there because the other kids call him dad and you want to call him dad, I'm okay with that. You don't have to take care of me because I know I'm, taking, I know I'm your dad. <laughs> you know, yeah. Then we're taking Johnny off the hook and dad looks like a superhero because he's showing strength and he knows who he is. Right. Right. That's very important. So that's the first piece of advice is I wouldn't make a big deal out of it and correct him, but I would find a way at some point, if you notice that Johnny is feeling a little uncomfortable or stuck in the middle about this, who do I call who, that you put it out there in the open. Hey, it's okay. I hope you have another person in your life who loves you as a parent. The more, the more adults in your life who love you, the better. I don't need to get in the way of that. I don't need to, you know, assert myself uh, other than that. So, you know, call him what you feel comfortable calling him as long as it's respectful. You don't like him. It's not okay to call him the SOB. You don't like him. (laughs) That would be disrespectful, you know, find a respectful term. But if you do have a bond with him and at four years old, you're going to bond with a step parent. They just are. Unlike a a 12 or 14 year old might not because right. of the history, but you can get a four-year-old to bond you anywhere, just on the street, say hello. And they're bonded because you got a puppy. Yes. <laughs> you know? yep. So it would be unrealistic to think that a four-year-old wouldn't bond with whoever mom is holding hands with and kissing. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. Yeah. And they want to be part of that. So yep. it's really important, I think, for Craig to affirm that. And I, you know, I would rather my kid call me dad because they want to, not because they have to. 
And that's a good point. Let's let's play the other side of this. What if mom is telling the child, you can't call him Mr. Bill. Uh-huh. <laughs> you have to call him dad. He's your dad. Now we have to talk to mom on this one. Okay. What is what is that about? Why is that important? Are you secretly trying to send a message that his biological dad isn't important? Doesn't oh. have as much status because that's the message you're sending. Yep. You know, this is your real dad because this is the one married to me now. That other guy who happened to be there at your birth. <laughs> right. Because at four, little Johnny doesn't understand biology yet, right? No. <laughs> he, he may have been told that he came out of mommy's tummy. So he knows that bond. Right. Well, what did this guy have to do with it? Mm-hmm. Right. So it yeah. can be very dangerous at a young age to pretend like there's this revolving door and, oh, well, he's not really important anymore because now there's a new guy in town. That child is going to be prone to believing that because mom is my primary parent. I came out of her stomach. Right. Dad just happened to be there, but he can go away. And I've even had little kids tell me, well, I already have a dad. Why do I need this dad? referring yes. to their biological parent. Uh, and I've, I heard, don't, yeah. I've heard the same thing with the, uh, the mom. I already have a mom. Why <laughs> do I need it? Yeah. Which is so, um, I don't know what to say other than ignorant <laughs> because, you know, you have to understand that that child is biologically connected to that parent. Yes. That's a primary relationship. That's a bond you do not want to be messing with. And when this kid gets to be about 15, he's going to look in the mirror and guess who he's going to see father in him. And he's going to know clearly I am part of this. That's, that's, that's the point. Important. Yep. Yeah. Because, and we've said it before, I think that the self-esteem always try to protect the self-esteem of the child, because if biological dad is useless, what does that say about me? I'm half right. my, that person. And if they're yeah. useless, am I half useless? So there's the biological thing that's pretty important, but let's not discount adoptive parents or let's not discount same, same sex parents Yes, because that bond, depending on when it began, most of the time, those parents have started that bond in infancy. Yep. There's something pretty important about the infancy bond first three, four years of life that you develop with the child that is not going to get broken easily because those bonds become pretty hardwired. So regardless of whether it's biological or adoptive, those bonds are important. And so just because you as the parent discarded the other parent for whatever reason, or they discarded you for whatever reason, has nothing to do with how the child feels about that special bond with their biological or adoptive parent. So that has to be honored. If that's not honored, you are asking for trouble later on. And the trouble later on is either they will become so angry with you that it will affect your relationship with your child. I've had several times when we've taught our classes in the courthouse, usually women come up to me and say, my child doesn't know that his stepdad's not his real dad and he's five years old. Mm-hmm. Now his real dad is is a bio dad is coming into the picture and wanting a relationship with him. Now I've got to tell my five-year-old, oh, "Oh, you have this other dad. Mm -hmm. So the problem, even in that situation is if you try to pass off the 
the step parent who may have a real bond with your child as the biological parent. And then the biological parent comes into the picture, wants a relationship. You now have to tell your child, well, I've kind of lied to you (laughs) all these years. And you really have this other dad, you're setting up some trust issues in your relationship with your child. And that does not in any way, shape or form discount the parent who was there for that child as a, as an infant. Absolutely. Again, that would be like an adoptive parent, Yes. right? That parent should stay involved and should be there for the child, but that doesn't mean that the biological parent might not come back and maybe they've cleared up their drug issue. Maybe they've got their life together. Maybe they, whatever they were incarcerated and now they're reformed, whatever those things happen. And the child ought to have the opportunity to find out from where they came. And so these issues can get really complex. Yes. Obviously. Uh Uh-huh. So I think I want to say to mom in this scenario that I hope she isn't encouraging the child to call the stepdad dad so that she could discount the biological father's place. And that advice would also go for the stepdad because we don't want the stepdad taking that it's important that you call me dad because I need to hear that then you're yeah. doing the same thing, regardless if it's a mom or the step-parent. Don't do it. Yeah. yeah, just don't do it. Now, like we said in, in the very beginning, it is, could be true that mom is not encouraging this, that stepdad's not encouraging it, that it just is a comfort level for the son. Right. Now we're, we're back to that. It's easy. One again. Yeah. So I think, Craig, you really have to analyze the situation here. And If the child is not saying to you, well, mommy tells me I have to call him dad or stepdad tells me I have to call him dad, I wouldn't jump to that conclusion yet. Right. But if the child does start saying that, then- Take him off the hook. Yeah. Take him off the hook. But at the same time, you may want to inquire about that. Like we said in our email protocol advice, Johnny said Uh (laughs) that you or Bill told him that he must call stepdad dad. I told him I was fine with whatever he called his stepdad. It wasn't bothersome to me. I'm his dad as well. If he has two dads, that's great. I just wanted to let you know what he's saying. Maybe there's some confusion there that you could clear up for him. Yep. Would be a good FYI to mom that doesn't accuse her of anything, but we don't want Johnny going around thinking that this is somehow a requirement or required of him. And mom may not answer that. And that's fine. At least that's fine. She knows. Yep. At least dad's putting it out there. Yep. So hold on. Don't hold on to it. Make a deal of it. I think we're saying let it go. Yeah. But don't ignore completely. Let Johnny know at some point, if he seems confused, stuck in the middle, worried, you take him right out of that worry. Yes. So should I keep correcting him or will this pass away? What's missing in there is let's take the easiest path for Johnny. Yeah. Well, it might pass if you don't say anything. Johnny might just think it's no big deal and he's calling it. And that's fine, too. I guess my specific advice is if Johnny begins to look as if it's troublesome or he slips and says dad and then looks at his biological dad for a reaction like, ooh, maybe I said the wrong thing 
or if he actually starts saying I'm being forced to call Bill's dad, then that would be the time to say, hey, you don't have to protect my feelings. Right. Whatever you need to do when you're over there that makes it feel more comfortable for you, I'm okay with it. Yes. Yes. Well said. So, Rick, I think this is another topic, just like our last episode, where it would be good for parents to get on our non-impossibles page and discuss. Please, yeah. Because this is a common issue, and I think people have a lot of feelings about it, right? Right. And there's never a one-way, only way to do this, because every circumstance is unique. So, uh, to access our impossibles page, go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash dilemmas. And then on there, you can see the link to go to groups. And the group is the non-impossibles, as we're encouraging all of our listeners to not be the impossible parent. That's right. (laughs) And also on our Facebook page, there's a shop. You can shop some of our products, the CP Dilemma logo and some non-impossible kind of fun things that you can get. So check out our shop as well. Yep. We're creating an army of non-impossibles so we can have a whole bunch of healthy kids. There you go. Love it. All right, Rick. Good talking with you. And I will see you next week. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. We hope this episode was helpful to you. If you'd like to share your dilemma or tell us how something we said has benefited your situation, please call 1-234-DILEMMA. That's 234-362-3445. Or email 1234-DILEMMA at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to Co-Parent Dilemmas wherever you get your podcasts and give us a favorable rating. That will make us more accessible to co-parents who are searching for help. Thank you for being part of our non-impossible family.